Hey, my loves, welcome to The Healing Corner with Nicole Hills. I am Nicole Hills, and this is part two of how to connect with your inner child, where I finish up getting into the why so that y'all can really understand just how deep it goes, just how important it really is to connect with your inner child. And then I get into the why. So grab your whites, grab your hoodie. It is hoodie season officially. Happy autumn. And um, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. It's so ridiculous that we are taught to consider the reactions and the emotions of other people when it comes to something that we do. Because you can never control the emotions of another person. You can't control how they'll react. You can't control if they get offended or not. That's why it's so preposterous. Like, you know how something is so crazy? You got to like really get like one of your academic words to really gather how utterly ridiculous it is. That shit is preposterous. And this, of course, this does not mean having self-awareness. I'm not talking about, oh, if the room is like quiet and you just start bawling and you think that other people should be okay with it you're not self-aware but it is to say that if you do start bawling in a quiet room that you're not so anxious about it because you're considering first how other people are gonna judge you for having an emotional reaction possibly to harm because who really just starts crying out of nowhere as an adult like you know what I'm saying like But yeah, children are patronized all the time and disregarded all of the time and taught to sacrifice their selves for other people. And so by this definition, children are dehumanized. Yes. And I know I must say a lot of things that may just sound dramatic at first, But once you really go down the rabbit hole of mental health, of your emotions, of your sensitivity, and you figure out just how sensitive humans are in general and how we become numb, And that's why we operate the way that we operate today. Like we don't just come out numb like this. We come out very sensitive. And like, yeah, we grow up to regulate our own emotions and realize that like, you know, if you drop your bottle, it ain't that serious to cry (laughs) or to have like a whole breakdown. Although if I do drop some food, I, I, I will shed a tear. So, you know, maybe babies is on to something or maybe, 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 maybe that sensitivity never goes away. Ooh, 
Think about that. Think about that. Maybe your sensitivity to things never really goes away. You just mature to go from all, you know, full out, ball out crying to a little tear. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why that just tickled me, but it did. But yeah, maybe it's not dramatic. Maybe I'm just urging you on behalf of your inner child to consider your own sensitivity, to consider these things so that you can stop, you know, emotionally harming yourself and you can start acknowledging your own feelings, even the quote unquote irrational ones, even the smallest ones, even the ones where it's like, all right, it's not even that serious. So I may ignore it, but this is like the 12th time it's popped in your mind. So obviously your inner child wants to talk to you about it, you know? So maybe, you know, maybe be dramatic with me. <laughs> Maybe tap in to what you think is dramatic at first. Or a reach. <laughs> you know? Maybe adopt my elbows and arms and reach with me and see what you find. <laughs> but yeah, so children are dehumanized. They are treated when we are children. We're treated as a mold to fill or to be constructed into what other people want, mainly our parents. And as a result, we're constructed into like what our parents want. And as a result, what the parents want, their preferences, their emotions and their temperament and their standards matter more than the child themselves. And going with that, when we consider how other people will react to us, their reactions matter more to us than our own emotions. And we literally go through life disconnected. Come on, somebody. And that somebody is me. (laughs) And depending on how close your own personality and your own human temperament is to your parents, what your parents want can be vastly, vastly different than what you want and who you are as a person, honestly, like at a soul level and your soul desire and your life mission. Let's get into that. Because child, Speaking from experience. (laughs) Speaking from experience, honey. Woo. And you know what? I don't feel comfortable getting into that experience right now, but it'll come. Maybe I got to move out first. (laughs) But just know, speaking from experience, when your parents and who they are you feel like it doesn't resonate with who you are. They have different views. They have different personalities. They have a different temperament. They think in different ways than you. 
growing up trying, trying to just reach them at some level and realizing that you can't reach them being the person that you are. So you adapt to them. It's so hard because your soul knows you are acting outside of yourself. You coming up out your face for other people, you know, coming out, out your body rather for other people. And those other people will willingly let you. This is why this is the exact why it's important to connect with your inner child and to connect with you because people will willingly let you if it serves them in some way let you act up outside yourself in the way that they like and won't even ask you if this is something you like we'll just expect you to act in the way that they want and that's not right and unfortunately it's how our parents they think that's what raising a child is and that's why it's important to realize that yeah your parents can drop the ball that bad and realize your autonomy and that, you know, maybe it's not wise to listen to them anymore, to consider what they would say anymore before you do things. And firstly, consider yourself. Who child? So for an example, um, yeah, you have you you may just have different preferences. You may have different way of doing things. They may be more anxious while you're more determined. So you're naturally more laid back, but also like independent. Yet you may mistakenly, well, okay, firstly, going off of that, because you're more determined and independent. You may just do things at your own will, you know? You may just do things that you have considered the consequences, but your determination overrides that. And of course, as a child, like, yeah. Sometimes children don't always know. You know, we don't always know the con- the true consequences. And so it's our parents' job to, like, save us and rescue us. But child... I have my foot on a tree, not even climbing. And you coming at me, yelling at me, you know, like your child has a foot on a tree and you yelling at them to take it off because of your own anxiety. Because if they put one foot on a tree, then they'll put the other foot. And if they put the other foot, then they'll put their hand. And if they put their hand, then they'll use their arm strength and try to climb. And I can't have that. And then they'll break their arm and And so that anxiety and their irrational fears transfers to you. And that's why it's important to do this inner child work because you'll remember and see pictures and be like, yo, I was mad laid back as a child. What happened? I am anxious, Amy, now. Like, what the heck happened? But it's because your parents' anxiety was transferred onto you. You know? 
your temperament was so different, they just couldn't really handle it. So they just made you fuse into who they were. And you may mistakenly now think you have an anxious temperament because you were just raised by somebody who was more prone to anxiety. And you can coast, best believe you can coast through life without even having an inkling of who you really are because your parents taught you to blindly follow them. And now you're depressed. (laughs) That's not funny. It's not funny. It's just the way I said it. It was so stupid. (laughs) But for me thinking back, If I can't laugh at myself, then I'm just depressed. So, like, thinking of it, it's just like, child, that's kind of how my childhood was. Being taught to blindly follow and, like, now depression, you know? Because here's the thing, and the main thing that has helped me with self-liberation. Some parents think that, and it's really crucial to understand this, And when you come to the, like, you can hear it and be like, yo, but like, there's many layers to you that has to understand it all until you get to the layer that is your inner child. Because like, honestly, they're still a child. And I'll get more into that in the other video, but like, yeah, they're still a child. And sometimes you got to explain it to them in an eight-year-old way and not a 20-plus year old way because they won't get it they'll just be like all right i don't care about what you're talking about i want to go play (laughs) you know so please hear me when i say and become self-liberated by me saying it (laughs) some parents think that control and obedience is a loving relationship between parent and child Let me say that again. Some parents think that control and obedience is a loving relationship between parent and child. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that preposterous? (laughs) And so if the child is not obedient, then the fact that a loving relationship is not there then becomes the child's fault. If I could just stare at the mic for the rest of the episode, I would. If I was filming right now and I could just stare at the camera for the rest of the episode, I definitely would. Because like, child, y'all, it blew my mind when I first realized it too. And you see how inappropriate that is to put that on a child, you know? There's a lot of things that were inappropriate that were put onto us in childhood by our parents. A lot. Especially in the emotional sphere. And this is why it's incredibly helpful and liberating to learn about emotions and your own. 
so that you can regulate your own emotions and not expect other people to fix you up and make everything better, like in an obvious codependent way. But also to push people away that try that shit with you. <laughs> Even if it is your parents. Oh, yep, I said it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> furthermore, some parents think wait brace yourself brace yourself honey furthermore some parents think that control is love that policing is love that infringing infringing yup on their child's independence and autonomy and privacy and acting based on their own anxieties Rather than who the children act- who the child actually is and their natural traits they show based on the natural traits they show is support and love and understanding in a weird and wacky way <laughs> in a preposterous way <laughs> and so can, can we actually just like marinate on that? Isn't that crazy, y'all? Like, you think policing me is love? And so if I don't let you police me, then I'm not letting you love me? And in some way, it's my fault that I want to have rights? <laughs> that I want to have autonomy and independence? Now it's my fault? Are you insane? Like, for real. And honestly, as you go through this journey of inner child, you know, peeping, inner child poking around, there's a lot of times you'll just look at your parent and just be like, yo, you are insane. (laughs) Woo, child. And so moving on. And so when you don't allow them that control... When you slink away from their policing, which to them seems like support, like I just said, and you try to just act on your own understanding as a way of personal development, you know, like that we need as humans, rather than as a way to spite them or whatever that whatever they cooked up and concocted in their mind, child, you know, as a way to spite them. And you just try, yeah, to act on your own understanding and your own assumptions and inferences that you develop through life and that you, you're you trying, obviously, to develop through life. Because we don't want to stay a child forever. <laughs> you know, we want to grow and learn. And so, yeah, they'll get genuinely offended. And you want to know why this one takes the cake? Because a lot of people really don't know this, but they use their child to appease their own inner child. And honestly, all of us, you know, not to like, because I want to try this episode, obviously, like I'm turned up, but like, you know, I want to try and not, um, 
invoke shame too much. Because, like, honestly, sometimes you you got to feel your shame to get through it. But I don't want to do it unnecessarily too much. Um, And so, like, this is type normal because a lot of the things that we do in life, we do to try and appease our inner child. Look at social media. If we wasn't seen and heard and listened to as children, we gone tweet out off the wall stuff and like not really care when people argue with us or to have a discussion with someone because that's not the original intent the original intent is to get attention that's why we be up in them shade room comments (laughs) being mean aww you know being mean to other people Because we're just trying to appease our own inner child. They use people in their lives to do this. But the main person it comes down on is they use other people in their lives to appease their inner child. Talking again about parents. But the main person it comes down on is their child. And so they see parenting as an opportunity to feel and be seen and heard. And so in comes the obedience as love, where if the child is obedient and sees and hears the parent, yep, then everything is harmonious. And if not, then the parent is triggered. And the lashing out comes. And the excuses of why you just don't seem appreciative of me and what I do. You know, you're not listening to me. It doesn't seem like you love me. It doesn't seem like you want to know what I have to say. It doesn't seem like you want to learn from me. It doesn't, you know, all of these things that they've cooked up in their mind about, you know, how they want their parenting experience to be. Then when they actually become parents... And they see, you know, how much work it is and how much, you know, harm they can cause. You know, nobody told them that. It wasn't in the book. It wasn't in the handbook. It wasn't in the Lamaze classes. You know, they didn't tell you that at the hospital when you was pushing either. And so it's hard for a lot of parents to gauge I guess, hmm, their own emotions, of course, but also the fact that children are little humans and they're going to have their own reasons for doing things. And it would pay to respect your child enough to ask. Get the actual reason rather than your assumed reason of, you know, your child somehow doesn't love you because they would rather make the mistake and learn from it themselves than listen to you you know (sighs) child and so this is why inner child work is needed just to give a brief traumatic reminder and preview (laughs) And this is what I've noticed in my own spiritual journey and has become blatantly clear to me. 
just how much of other people that we absorb other people's energy we absorb and so how do we connect with who we are our core and authentic self you know who you are you do that by poking around in yourself what do you like how did you like to do your hair when you were younger what hairstyle did you always want of course if that's still you know in the cards for you because for me I wanted them hairstyles on them perm boxes. I cannot lie. I wanted them. And like, I'm natural now. And my hair is 4C. And I just don't want to go through all that mess to do it. (laughs) But, you know, make, you know, alterations. (laughs) If you always wanted two cute, slick pigtails, do it with your natural hair now, you know? What do you like? What are your preferences? Because like I said, a lot of our preferences, like we had to sacrifice them for the good of a group. So now that you, you know, autonomous, now that you independent, now that you can acknowledge yourself as a human and as an independent human, you know, not stuck to a group and able to be yourself. What are your preferences? And you can do the work of realizing what preferences are born out of what wound, you know, and if they're inappropriate for the self that you are now, but all of that will come later. Right now, connect with who you are, what you want. Did you really prefer to read a book every weekend or were you made to, you know, you could still like books, but like maybe, you know, draw them out (laughs) over like more time, you know, that can be your preference. You prefer black over light colors. That's fine. You know, you're you're not made to wear bright colors anymore because it made someone else uncomfortable. Wear that black. Do your makeup how you want it to, how you want to. Wear makeup in the first place. You know, put on that red nail polish. <laughs> Do your nails as long as you want or as short, you know? Stop doing your nails. If anything, if that's what you prefer. You know, connect with who it is that you truly are. And you can do that by gauging your preferences. And even your emotional preferences. Do you prefer people around you that are less emotionally reactive or more? Someone who could match your emotional reactivity. You know, you don't want someone to always be there to, like, try and neutralize you. You want someone that's going to match that energy. You know, who's going to flame your fire. Who's going to, at the very least, acknowledge your emotions. You know, who's going to affirm 
your emotions and not just try to tell you to calm down all the time. You know, maybe you don't see that as support anymore. Maybe you see it as someone trying to gloss over your feelings. And maybe that's your preference now. You know, this is the main thing that you can do to help yourself. Because when you think about it, you weren't accommodated for as a child. Your preferences were not put to the forefront. Your comforts were not put to the forefront. So acknowledge your prefer- acknowledging your preferences, un- acknowledging your comforts, what makes you comfortable, you know, maybe satin sheets over cotton. Doing that can help you connect with your inner child. Because as bougie as you are now, you was probably bougie as a child. <laughs> For all my people... <laughs> That are like really satin sheets. That's how I connect with my inner child. Yup. Your inner child was probably eyeing some, you know, silk sheets. Was probably had an eye of luck for luxury as a child. Yup. <laughs> and so you do that. You connect by doing what you did. By doing what you wanted to do as a child, but also what you did. You do that by playing. (laughs) You do that by reading. You do that by crying. You do that by being human and accepting yourself as human and not this abnormal dehumanized being or, excuse me, dehumanized being for the sake of normalcy. What even normal is, child? Because normal in this society is numb. Who wants to do that? That's not fair. You do it by feeling and allowing yourself to feel. By stating you're angry when you're angry and not shutting down your emotions for other people. You do that by breaking down and out of the box of social acceptability. And stating when things make you uncomfortable and accommodating for yourself and your comfort. And knowing that you deserve to do that. Doing all these things. (laughs) Doing your hair the way you wanted to. I'm looking at my script right now. That you wish you could have, but your parents was playing. Having the nails and the outfits and the colors you wanted. Even the type of underwear you wanted as a, to wear as a child. Yup. It goes that deep. Tap into your expression and tap into what excites you and brings you joy. And makes you genuinely happy. Try to remember the happy times in your childhood and what you were doing and what they were at the result of, and do them now. It's never too late. It's never too late to have fun. Take it from a big child herself. But it's also never too late for healing. And it's never too late for you. And your inner child wants you to know that and just acknowledge them. Accept them. Give them what they needed as a child. Acceptance by being who you really are. Because that's the whole reason why 
we disconnect from ourselves because we want to be accepted by others. So accept yourself as you are. And I'm here to tell you that is the truest form of liberation. And be proud. (laughs) Be proud of yourself now. Accepting who you are as a person right now, sitting where you sitting, doing what you doing. And even with all of the things that you feel that you have to improve upon, you are still a person worth accepting, worth connecting to. And your inner child need, wants you to know that, but also needs that message too. That they are worth loving, worth supporting, and worth being connected with. Because you were probably disconnected from as a child. Not even probably, but yeah. You either were or risked being disconnected for being just who you truly were. So, all in all, indulge in your favorite things, in your favorite ice cream, <laughs> in your favorite pastries, in your favorite foods, and just be with yourself as you do it. You know, feel the joy that you feel. Feel the love for the moment. Feel the enjoyment, you know, and connect with your core self and who you truly and really are. That is the why and the how of how you connect with your inner child. All it takes is that. All it takes is that intention. And the universe, your higher self, what you believe in, even your inner child will lead the way. I say this after every episode, but I really hope it could help you understand Like at the very most, understand the why and then understand the how, you know? And if you ever need to come back to this episode, you know, to try and understand something again, I'm always here to help. (laughs) Okay, no more rambling. Thank y'all so much for listening and tuning in. I am Nicole Heels your hot girl healer, your favorite healer and spiritualist. And um, hello and goodbye to your inner child. (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all. I will see y'all in the next one. Bye.